0: Very, I've been independent for a long time. I can take care of myself, and back then I couldn't. I didn't even know how to work the thermostat, <laughs> so it's like, I didn't know anything.
1: Welcome back. I'm Norianne, and you're listening to my podcast, Cupid's Zero Hurts More Than a Root Canal, brought to you by Eternally Bored Productions. So today we have another special guest and I'm so glad I finally got her on because she's impossible to get a hold of half the time. Please welcome Kat to my podcast. Hello. So Kat, tell us a little bit about yourself.
0: <laughs> well, um, I am just, you know, in a new relationship. I've been in a relationship for about six months. It's been really good. I. I'm a working person. Um, what do you want to know? What kind of work do you do? I work in the financial industry.
1: Do you do any other side jobs or
0: anything like that? Side jobs, like what? Well, because we, <laughs> well, we do like the same, the same I, I'm convention not, work. I'm sorry? Convention I work. I do convention work, yes. Yes. Yes, I'm, I usually do merchandise at conventions. But that is the only thing I'm selling.
1: (laughs) Do you have any children?
0: No, I do not have children. I have cats. What are their names? I have a lot of cats. (laughs) I I have four cats, Um, Mila, Mufasa, Ghost, and Squeakers.
1: So they're like your little children.
0: They are like my children. They're little pains in the butts, and they all have personalities.
1: Good. Well, we have been friends for years. Mm When I met you, we actually worked at the same place. And I've told you this before, but when I didn't know you, (laughs) but knew who you were, I didn't like you. Um, So that was definitely something. I guess that's how all friendships start, is that you just don't like the person that you eventually become friends with. So you're not supposed to be posing for that. I'm posing for (laughs) it. You're supposed to be in in action. Okay. This is me in action. I was about to take a drink. (laughs) So when I met you, I know I was in a really stressful relationship at the time going through a, a breakup myself and you were also going through a divorce which is one of the main reasons why I wanted you on today to kind of share with us a little bit about your experience with that you know what happened and how difficult it was for you and and how you actually got got through that so can you share with us a little bit about first of all who he was and when you met him and how the relationship started when it was good
0: It is funny how we met during this time, and we were both kind of going through something similar. And I remember that we were able to really relate a lot because of that. Um, Who he was, he was a totally different person when I met him. We were 14 and we both liked Beavis and Butthead and we were like silly. And the way he got me to talk to him was we were on party line because yes, that's how old I am. We were on party line with a bunch of people
1: sorry. I just burped wine. I'm sorry. Ew.
0: (laughs) Go ahead. And, and, um, he had to call me and he ended up hanging up on everybody else so that he could talk to me by myself.
1: Wait, party line? No, I don't know what this is. What is party line? You don't know what party line
0: is? I don't. Maybe I was (laughs) on a different party. I don't know, but this was. It's, um, like when you would call people, like, on like call, wait, remember you'd call like multiple people from your home phone? And they would call somebody else, and then you would call somebody else. Jay, do you know what
1: this is? Because I don't. I don't know. I'm gay.
0: We have Craigslist. I don't know what party line is. Oh, my God. Okay, I'm sorry. I just wanted to know. Go ahead. Well, like, you used to call people from your home phone and then call another friend at the same time?
1: Yeah, I was just calling, like, conference calling each other, but not, like,
0: party line. I don't remember. Oh, well, we just called it party line, and it was, like... We would I would call one person and have another person and then they would call I the other person was like on their a other service line.
1: or something no. you were using. Okay, sorry. Go. No, ahead. so
0: we would all like be on the phone and then my ex he like had to call me and he hung up on everybody on purpose so that he could talk to me only. And um yeah, he was like a really funny guy and we knew each other through high school and he was kind of that person that I could always count on, you know? Yeah. So yeah, it it was interesting. We weren't together in high school, but later on after high school is when we took the relationship into a romantic level.
1: So I assume when it got to that point, it was probably really good and you had a lot of things in common and it was just like a whirlwind romance. Oh yeah,
0: I mean, I think that if I were, like all things aside, if me and him were in the same room, we could still have a really good time together and like joke and get each other's humor and follow each other's conversation we were just like very easy to talk to with each other and like we had a good time and you know that's one of the reasons why it evolved from friendship to something more
1: so when you were in this relationship with him when did you know like this is the person I want to spend the rest of my life with
0: Um, I was really young and really naive, (laughs) so it kind of was like, oh, you know, us against the world. Like, my family didn't like him. A lot of my friends didn't think he was good for me, but I was like in that whole Romeo and Juliet, you don't understand us, this Mm -hmm. is for real, this is our love, we're gonna fight for it kind of thing, and um, it was just fun, you know, like it was fun to be with him and fun to hang out with him and all that stuff and after like some time it was just kind of like okay well what's the next step you know like so it was kind of like that um but the one time that i can say that i knew i was like in love with him Mm -hmm. was i went to fiesta with my friends and he went to fiesta with his friends and we were at nyosa and nyosa is this event in our city (laughs) where people go downtown and get drunk and there's lots of food and it's just fun it's all outside and it's fun and i ran into him and I saw him, and I remember the moment I saw him, I, like, went up to him, he hugged me, and he spun me around, and it felt like nobody else was in that little crowded section <laughs> where all these people were. And there was, like, little lights everywhere because it was at night, and I was just like, holy shit, I think I'm in love. And I just I just never felt that before.
1: And that's something that you still remember to this day. Yeah. Too.
0: Well, I mean, it's one of those moments in your life that you're like, oh, it's like a movie, you know? So it was definitely that point that I was like, this is the person that I like am in love with.
1: So how long were y'all together before you decided to get married?
0: Um, see, we were together for like four years. Mm-hmm. And then he, you no, know, like three years, and then he popped the question. And I was like, which is another funny story. <laughs> how did but he do it? I was in a very bad mood. As always. I was hungry. (laughs) Of course, you're always hangry. I was hungry, and back then people didn't know the term hangry. (laughs) And he always thought that I was, like, just evil because I would get, like, really upset when I was hungry. Um, He took me out to eat. It was Valentine's Day. And we left, and he drove me to, like, the lake. And we would always go to this little pier and hang out and watch the stars. And we were sitting there and I was like kind of upset because it was really hot and I was getting eaten alive by mosquitoes. And then he was like, what is that in the water? And I was all, like, I don't see anything. And he's like, look a little closer. And I was like scared he was gonna push me into the water. But he's like, no, keep looking. And he was like pointing towards the water. And when I was looking, he brought his hand up and he had the ring in his hand, and his fingers. And he was like, will you marry me? And I was like, oh my God. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. So I mean it was really sweet. Very unexpected.
1: So what went wrong? What happened? Why 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 did you end up divorcing this person who you had a kind of like a high school sweetheart relationship with and I mean he sounds to me from what you're saying like wow, you were in love and this was the person you were going to spend the rest of your life with.
0: Yeah, well, you know, at that time When you've only been with one person, you tend to think that everything is supposed to be that way, you know? Like, things are just supposed to be this way, and it's good, right? Mm -hmm. And I didn't have, like, the best example growing up either, so this was a hell of a lot better than my house, you know? Um, But what I didn't realize was that, in reality, um, I was really controlled By him, So it was like really a great relationship, but at the same time it's like, well, don't say this, and don't talk in front of these people, and just kind of sit over there while I do what I want. And that's not really how a relationship should be. Mm -hmm. Um, But I didn't see those things, because at that time, he was the only person I had ever, like, been with, and, you know. It's all you knew. It's all I knew. That's really all I knew, and Mm -hmm. it was, to me, good. But there was always this underlying issue. I was depressed and I had anxiety and like, he was like, it's in your brain, just like fix it, you know, just like get over it. And I didn't understand why I just couldn't get over it and why I couldn't just not have anxiety. So um, that was a struggle. And that was a big part of our relationship where, he'd want to go out with all these people and i didn't really want to because i was having like social anxiety i didn't Mm -hmm. want to go to the pool hall and hang out with all these people and when i did i would freak out on the way there like i would feel very very anxious the whole way there and once we were there it was like kind of put on your game face and just go with it Mm -hmm. but like he didn't understand that and so he took it like oh you just don't want to hang out with me you don't want to go do these things with me and much as I wanted to. It's just not easy when you have issues that you don't understand.
1: Mm -hmm. So would there be times when he would go out without you and leave you home and
0: feeling that way? Yeah, no, there were lots of times where I preferred he would go out because I knew he wanted to and I didn't want to hold him back. And we had that type of relationship where I trusted him and it wasn't a big deal. So he was going out with his friends and what was the big deal with that you know i was at home and i'd watch tv or do whatever i enjoyed and that was okay with me
1: so what finally was the thing that kind of what is it broke the straw that broke the camel's back or whatever they say like that
0: well <clears throat> we got a house and there was a lot of stress with that because it was a lot more than what we th- it it was like We were told that we were going to pay this much, right? A month. And then when we actually got there, it was a little more. And we thought we could wing it, but like it was tough and we were really young. So I think that we just thought we were going to be able to do it and it was a lot harder and it put a lot of strain on our relationship. So there was always like that financial issue. He was a bartender and um, he was gone every weekend, you know? so he wanted me to go out but i didn't always want to go out especially you know if you have like depression anxiety or whatnot you don't really realize or understand why you don't want to go do these things but you just don't want to so Mm
1: -hmm.
0: whatever you know i would stay home um and then one day i mean we went out we had a blast it was a day that he wasn't working and the next morning we were like hanging out and watching tv and having a good time and then I took a nap and I literally like woke up saw him outside and he was like cutting our three foot tall grass with like a machete and it was really (laughs) weird (laughs) and I was like okay this is strange so I walked outside and I sat in the chair and he just came up to me and he's like I don't think I'm in love with you anymore I met somebody at work and I fell in love with them and that was it I mean it was like a Glass of ice cold water splashed in my face.
1: So, other than the obvious, what kind of feelings did you have at that moment when all of a sudden your world is just crashing down on you?
0: It was very, like, it was a huge shock because I I totally didn't expect it. I knew that things, like, we had been fighting a lot more and I knew things were different, but it was one of those things where I got married and I thought that was it. And, you know, when you're naive, You just think, like, okay, it's all going to work out. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, he it felt, and I mean, this is the only way I'll ever describe it. (laughs) It feels like your heart is being, like, pushed out of your butt. It is, like, the worst feeling in the world when you lose somebody you love and when it's like this. It's the kind of feeling that hurts your stomach. It hurts your soul. It, like, hurts your chest and everything, like it's just ugly
1: I can only imagine so what were some of the fears that you think you were starting to face when you started realizing that hey this I'm getting a divorce
0: well you know there was the obvious like let's work it out and and he wanted to work it out but he like wanted to do his own thing too Mm -hmm. so I mean he wasn't really clear with what he really wanted (laughs) Um, so it dragged on a lot like Mm -hmm. for a while um, but the fears that I had, which were really stupid at the time, I mean, now that I look back, but at that time I was like, how am I ever going to like be in a relationship with anyone else? And I'm divor- if I get divorced, yeah. it's against my religion and like, who's going to want me? Like, mm-hmm. I'm like, hello, I was like really young and, <laughs> and I was thinking all these things as if I was like a 60 year old or like an older person that has like invested all this time in, in a relationship. And like really you know I like I was gonna really have a hard time out there Mm -hmm. but I was young but just really sheltered I didn't I didn't go out by myself I didn't do things by myself I didn't really know how to be by myself
1: so usually during times like that you know you have to take care of yourself emotionally and physically um, because you're really not thinking about those things when you're going through something like that so, what would you say would was your support group or support system, or what did you do to help yourself get through those days? It was
0: bad. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. It was really bad i mean there were there were a few months that I wasn't like eating. People would like my friends at the time would come by and like bring me food or make me go over so that they know I was gonna eat um My parents were really worried about me um It was just a really big mess like. I know it was bad because at one point my mom was like doing my hair and my dad and I were talking and I laughed and she was like, oh my God, you haven't laughed in so long. You know, Mm -hmm. like, and that was like kind of a shock to know that like it was that bad that people noticed that I hadn't like laughed in a while. It was bad.
1: So did you keep a lot of people around you? Did you go out a lot of places? Or did you just kind of stay home and hide under your covers? And
0: I, I stayed home and hid under my covers for a while. And then um, after a good amount of time, I was like, okay, you know, <laughs> this isn't going to do anything. So um, I had some really close friends that I would see all the time, and they were a huge support to me. Um, I was able to meet people and learn how to it, really reacclimate or acclimate to being a part of like like being myself because I was always me and him and I had to be me by myself um it was interesting because I had to like like I remember telling telling people stories and just talking the way I do and people would start laughing and they're like ah, you're so funny and I was like Huh, like I'm funny, I'm fun to be around, you know, and and he always kind of was like, Be quiet, go sit in the corner kind of thing, you know, like very like this isn't where you (laughs) like you don't belong (laughs) in This is not your place. This is not your place, (laughs) exactly. Um, so it was interesting to like realize that I had a voice, that I wanted to that people wanted to hear it, and that, you know, I was a good person to be around and like I was fun.
1: When did you know, like, okay,
0: I'm ready to put
1: myself out there again?
0: Well, we actually didn't get divorced for, like, two years, and at, at that point... I mean it wasn't final until, like, two years? No, like, I, it was, like, a year and a half, and then I was like, you know what, I want to get a divorce. Oh,
1: okay.
0: Because um, he just wanted to be separate. Yeah. Like, you know, whatever. But I think when I asked for the divorce, and I actually went to the lawyer's office and all that, I was mm-hmm. like, okay, this is real. This mm-hmm. is happening, and... um I had the support of my parents, thank God, because I don't know how I would have done any of that without them, and my really close friends that just helped me emotionally. Um, But yeah, the moment that the divorce was final, I remember feeling free, and I was like, wow, this is unexpected, because I thought I was going to be really sad, like, oh, I'm going to be divorced. But no, I I like left the courthouse, and I felt kind of like free, and I remember just beginning to feel that way in my everyday life and noticing little things here and there that I was like, man, I was really like in a controlling um, marriage and in a a controlling relationship. I just, I wasn't allowed to be myself.
1: Didn't we have a, or didn't you have a divorce party
0: sometime after that? And (laughs) you closed down the bar that night? I totally (laughs) closed down the bar. It was called The Bitter End, and I thought it was appropriate (laughs) for the the situation. And I I ended up dancing with the band and being all crazy. I think we have a video of that somewhere of
1: you on stage, almost, you know, crowd surfing at that time, and I had to drag you out of the bar, and, like, Jessica, I just passed. The and then two. I ran back in. I remember. And you were, like, where did she go? Yeah, I couldn't find you. I, I totally remember that. I totally remember that. But it was
0: fun. I mean, and that's the kind of thing that, like, I remember is I felt so constricted and controlled in my life, and I had no idea that I was really controlled and, like, sheltered and manipulated a lot,
1: you know? Mm-hmm. So what would you say you learned about yourself through all of that?
0: Um, I would say that I learned who I actually was after my divorce. Um, I could show a little bit about myself, um, to him. And, you know, sometimes I would say things here and there. And, and if people didn't hear me cause I was very soft spoken, um, he would just kind of look at me and I would stay quiet and then he would say it and everybody would laugh, you know, but after my divorce i just i learned who i was and i learned that i have a big heart and that i because i went through this i will take care of people who are hurting and um that's kind of like my thing is is i will listen to my friends whenever they need me doesn't matter what time or where or when um, because i know what it's like to need somebody at a weird time and a weird place or you know
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it's good it's helpful to have somebody like that
1: i remember during that time i think that's when our friendship actually grew stronger and closer because i had just gone through a really bad breakup and you were going through your divorce so i think we kind of just needed each other and we just went out and did silly things and <coughs> stupid things that we can still talk about today and some we can't
0: but <laughs> that really some i think under lock and key. yeah like and i
1: think our significant others were very similar in some ways and we would compare and contrast those things about them and now when you look back is there something that maybe you think I I should have done something different or would you do it all over again or no
0: (laughs) there's definitely things I should have done differently I saw signs Um, I wasn't stupid you know in the relationship Mm -hmm. There was a point where he broke up with me on my birthday, (laughs) and I was going out to the lake, and I remember feeling like, this is it. I'm single. I was, like, um, 20, maybe, and, like, I was excited, but he showed up at my house that night, and I had no intention of, like, getting back with him, and he showed up at my house, was in the driveway, kneeled down, and threatening to kill himself on the driveway, If I left him and I was, like, stupid and thought, you know, I could help him. (laughs) And I was like, okay, I won't leave you. But, I mean, there's definitely moments in the relationship that I'm like, that was, like, my sign to leave, and I should have. But then again, I don't know who I would be if I hadn't gone through those things. So, I mean, I would have changed things if I could, but I know that I needed to go through this. To be who I am today,
1: so do you still have any contact with him now?
0: Not by choice,
1: <laughs> so has he tried to
0: oh, me? he still tries to contact me it's it's been like a long time, and he just he still like will call and leave messages and oh, I heard this song and it reminded me of you, and I'm just like, we're not friends I'm like. <laughs> go away he's blocked so I mean I'll see like the voicemails when he leaves them in a little blocked folder but I don't contact him at all for anything I don't pursue a friendship of any sort a relationship really of any sort with him because uh, your friends don't even treat you the way he treated me you know mm-hmm. that badly then there's no, there's nothing for him and I like but yeah he does try to contact me
1: mm-hmm. So did you find it hard, you know, as later in life and as the
0: years went by
1: letting go of him and that relationship when you even considered pursuing a new relationship? Like, did you always feel like there was something still there that you were not letting go of? Maybe not feelings for him, but maybe like the experience or what happened to you. Did you feel like maybe there was something there that was still lingering that you just couldn't let go of?
0: There was a lot of hurt, a lot of hurt because I was raised that you got married once. And that was it. And um, in the Catholic Church, you know, when I would go and, like, I I was asked to baptize a, a child. And they asked me why I was divorced and kind of, like, looked at me ugly because I was divorced. So those kinds of things brought up those negative feelings, which in turn, like, affected me. Because I was like, maybe I'm, like, a really horrible person, you know. But all in all, I mean, if... And I mean, I believe in God. So if God is all loving and all knowledgeable, why would he dislike me or not think I'm worthy of anything? When I did everything I could, I did everything the right way that I knew of. And you can't force somebody to stay with you. And why are you going to stay in a relationship where somebody's going to, like, treat you horribly? You know, and it was to the point where it was getting physical. So... No, You know, I don't think that's what any greater being that cares about your well-being would want. So all in all, I, I feel like I do have my, I did have a lot of issues with my faith because of it. But I think that my whole thought on it is that men, man, like as men and women, we create these things. And you know, just because we say that that's what it should be, doesn't mean that any like greater power would really say, okay, yeah, that's exactly what I meant. You know, we don't know. So basically, I'm I'm just under the scrutiny of other people who are flawed. You know, mm-hmm. and why should that bother me so much? Mm-hmm. So, I found my resolve with that. It wasn't easy um, because I was very very religious, um, but. I know now that, you know, my self-worth didn't go anywhere because of this. In fact, I'm taking care of myself because of this experience.
1: That's good. So I know that like researchers say that about 50% of all marriages end in divorce or separation, and that's really sad if you think about it. Um, Do you think you'll ever get married again?
0: I'm not against getting married. I think that, you know, if you find the right person, somebody that wants to be in a committed relationship where it's not selfish, you know, Mm -hmm. then why not? Um, I don't know that I'd get married in the church again, even though I can, because I got got my marriage absolved Mm -hmm. or annulled or whatever it's called. Um, So I don't know that I would actually go through it, through with it in a, a church again, but I definitely do believe that you can celebrate a commitment
1: so are you in a relationship now i am and tell us what your
0: favorite thing about him is he is a very giving person like he's the kind of person that will take care of everybody that he loves first even if he doesn't get anything in the end you know he um thinks about people he's very um like thoughtful very I love that he surprises me with things. Like he's like a little, like a romantic ninja. <laughs> 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 he likes to like plan things and and even things that you wouldn't think of that are like important are important to him and he remembers them and he makes them special. So I think that that's really good. But what I really like about him is that he's a hardworking man, and that this relationship is something that. Is important to both of us you know like it, it it's both of our our relationship it's both of our best interests
1: so back then you were obviously you were so young and it was the only person you'd ever been with etc um, I'm sure you didn't have a backup plan then do you <laughs> no. have a backup plan now
0: um yes I think that needing a place to, to go and not having a place to go was definitely a huge lesson um, My backup plan is that, you know, I'm very, I've been independent for a long time. I can take care of myself, and back then I couldn't. I didn't even know how to work the thermostat. (laughs) So it's like I didn't know anything, and now I'm like an adult. But you still don't know how to work the thermostat. I I do kind of sometimes. (laughs) I play with it a bit, and I I get it to work. (laughs) But, you know, like, I just, I know that I could be okay by myself. And back then, I think that was the most daunting thing is I didn't know I was gonna be okay by myself. And once you know that you can count on yourself, you can do anything, you know? Like, you can find an apartment. You can, you can like, you know, find a small apartment until you make it, you know? Mm-hmm. But back then, I didn't even know how to do that by myself. I was just completely like dependent. We were, I was so codependent.
1: Well, I'm so glad that you're a lot happier now. Because I remember you then, and I see you now, and it's a very big difference. Yes. So I'm really happy that you're at the place that you are now in your life.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: My last question to you would be, what would be some advice you would give somebody, maybe facing divorce or contemplating it?
0: It doesn't seem like the right thing right now because you don't understand it. You don't understand why it's happening, and that's normal. Like, I didn't understand why it was happening. What did I do to deserve this? You know, why would he... Why would he leave? Am I that horrible? You tend to put a lot of the blame on yourself. But really, I mean, after this long, dark tunnel, because you are gonna have all these feelings and you are gonna, you know, be sad and go through your mourning. It is kind of like a death. You go through those stages of mourning. You're losing this relationship, you know? But in the end, I mean, all I can really say to my ex is thank you, (laughs) thank you for not choosing me. Thank you for being selfish and showing me that I needed to take care of myself. Thank you for, you know, breaking my heart the way you did because I learned from that that I don't ever wanna be treated like that again, you know? And thank you for, you know, being very selfish and immature in the way he did things. Because I know now that I would never, even if I a relationship is over, I would never want to put somebody through all of that. You know, it's, it's not necessary.
1: Well, what an experience. Um, I want to thank you for sharing that with us. Mm-hmm. I know that it kind of brings back a lot of stuff and even though it was a long time ago, it's still part of your life. Yeah. So I want to <laughs> thank you for sharing that. And I think in the end, you know, we, we can't control our future uh, we definitely can plan for it. Um, we can only control ourselves. So that's really what it what it comes down to. Mm-hmm. But thanks again, Kat, for coming on. And please visit my Instagram page at Cupid's Arrow or head over to Facebook at Cupid's Arrow Hurts More Than a Root Canal. And until next time, thank you for listening. Bye.